0: Welcome to a brand new episode of the Chiefs Wire Podcast. I'm Eddie Easton Jr. On today's episode, part two of my conversation with Isaiah Pacheco, courtesy of Little Caesar's Pizza. Also, we look back at the Chiefs' disappointing loss to the Denver Broncos and hear thoughts from Patrick Mahomes, Justin Reed, and Andy Reid. And lastly, we check in with Dolphins Wire managing editor Mike Masala as he gives us the latest on Miami heading into the game in Frankfurt, Germany. Yeah, it was,
1: wasn't good enough. Um, obviously, the turnovers, but just in, the execution in general. Um, I mean, they did a, they have to do a good job against against us with their defense, but we got to execute at a high enough level, and we, we clearly haven't done it in the two games we played against them. What hand? you your hand, did you hand up? When, when that happen? Yeah, I don't know exactly. From what it looks like when I got stepped on, uh, I didn't notice it until I sort of walked into the sideline after the, the fourth down play.
2: Stomach
1: stuff? Yeah, just, just stomach stuff, you know. Um, it is what it is. Patrick, the one play, I
2: think you end
1: up getting running in a as of minutes you guys mm-hmm. go
2: around go through that play and in some ways that speaks a little bit about how things
1: went today. Yeah, I mean, you're just trying to make something happen. Um, obviously, we weren't in the right uh, right situation as far as the, the score and then the down and the distance. I'm um, just trying to make... Make something happen back there. Obviously got caught <clears throat> got caught turning too many times. I mean their offensive line is trying to do whatever they can to give me time and so um just obviously just gotta try to find a way to maneuver myself out of the pocket to to get a throw down field. Can you just explain just the red zone troubles you had in September this year? Yeah, we I mean we weren't down there too much today, so but the two times I think that we were just got a couple couple third downs that were manageable and just didn't execute um that's what that's what kind of was the the theory of the entire day and the the last time we played them We played pretty much the same as they did last week last time they played us, so um uh, they worked once and they they ran it again and it obviously worked again. No, it was similar, similar zone-type coverages. Um, they did a good job of not letting them have the easy ones, I guess, at the line of scrimmage. Um, but at the end of the day, I mean, just, we just got to execute at a higher level. I got to be better, and the offense has to be better. What do you tell young
2: guys like Shee and obviously Scott they had a couple
1: drops in the second half? What do you tell them to sort of get them right for the next play? Yeah, I mean, I, they're going to they're gonna know that I'm going to keep firing it to them. That's just who I am. I'm going to keep firing it to the open guy and letting them make plays, and I trust those guys. It's just... We got to continue to get better and better because as the season goes on, we continue to play good teams, even better teams probably um, as the season ends. Um, some of our main, I guess, rivals, I guess you would say, and so uh, we got to be better because those little, little things—not just drops, but just little things—add up. Um, and the Broncos did a great job of making us be patient. Um, and and like, like I said, they, they had a great game plan and executed it, and uh, we didn't execute and score any points. Yeah, I mean, obviously, it's uh, the worst i felt walking out of that stadium. So, uh, the, I mean, it's a great environment. I actually have a lot of fun playing here. Um, the fans are awesome. Um, they enjoy the game. They know the game. Um, but uh, it just kind of is what it is. They beat us. They were the better football team today. Um, and I uh, give them their props. About that. Is
2: the first time sorry, this is the first time where you've lost – a road, a road game
1: in the ASU West. I mean, you talk about coming out of I mean, Is this a new feeling all together for you? Yeah, I mean, it kind of, like I said, it kind of is what it is. I mean, it's probably going to happen at some point. Um, but we try to do whatever we can to bounce back. That's all you can do. Um, you got to learn from the mistakes that you made this game, um, try to be better um, going into Germany this next week um, and uh, kind of get the momentum back in our favor. Uh, obviously, uh, today wasn't our day, but we can continue to get better and better. A
2: couple more. Questions. You can-
1: What's your purpose going to be for the next couple of days? Yeah, you go back watch the tape. Um... You know, knowing that uh, teams are going to replicate it and they're going to do their different versions of it and try to find answers for that. Um, that that's the biggest thing. I mean, obviously, they've seen two out uh, the last three weeks the Broncos be able to kind of stifle our offense, if that's the right word, and really just kind of get after us as far as making us execute all the way down the field. Um, and so I'm sure other teams in the league are going to watch that, and we have, to have, we have to prove that we have answers for that. And uh, that'll be something that I'll go back to the, the film and really uh, try to pay attention to. Yeah, we just didn't play good enough. enough energy for the offense. Um, we didn't hit our shots when they were there, and then and then when they were there, we didn't execute it there. So uh, it was just a bad day for us. Um, but I, like I said, all props to them, man. They played their tail off, and they deserved to win today. Have to make sure that this
2: isn't like a domino effect keep on. It won't be. Thank yeah.
1: you. Um. It's a hard
3: fought game, man. Uh, I want to give credit to them because they had a good game plan for us coming in. Um, Those guys fought hard, and I've been on that side of the football before on a team that's going through what they're going through, and I know what these divisional games mean. And you know, they came in and they fought hard. They had a good plan for us, and um, they made the plays when they needed to make them. And you know, we fell short on our end. Well, you don't try and change too much. I mean, that's his game. Um, if they start calling it, you got to just try and play it maybe a little bit differently. Um, but you don't want to change your style of play too much to where you're not the guy that you, know, you don't feel confident out there. Um, like I said, man, this is a team. We know each other's personnel extremely well, and they came in with something to prove after um, how the first game went, and they came out and did it. So, you know, it was a good, good job by them. Just
2: take a through, first of all, the block field goal, and you t- your timing with that.
3: Yeah, uh so we come out of half. Um, still 14-9 at this point, and they get in field goal range. I felt like we just needed a spark. You know, I just wanted to try and create a spark to um, um, be able to get some momentum going so we can go out and um, try and change the tide of the game. Um, earlier, the first um, extra point that they kicked, I actually didn't rush because I just um, paid attention to their snapper and what their their snap count looked like. And then I was just going to save that in my back pocket for a big time in the game to come out and use it and um, was able to take advantage of that jump a snap and uh, get a block. Yeah,
2: this the some
3: but how it that the game well, there's just a lot of things to build off of. You know, there's things that, you know, I'm so proud of as a defense that we did and the effort and the fight that we showed, the grit. Um, but there's still a bunch of ways for us to get better just across a, across all three phases. And, you know, so it's, um, it's a good reality check for us. Um, the reason that you play the games in the NFL is because there's no guaranteed wins, especially when it comes to the division. Um, and we know that, you know, every game is going to be a tooth and nail game, so we're just going to have to come out with a better game plan um, and a better mentality as players uh, to make sure we go out and execute the game plan that the coaches put together for us. We asked
2: Patrick this a little bit ago about the Broncos considering how close the last game was. Did you feel like the Broncos had better executed what they tried to do last time, or
3: Definitely some different looks. They, I mean, they they stood true to who they were, but they just put some wrinkles in it to make it maybe have a different flavor. I thought that they ran the ball really well on offense, and I think that that was the biggest key to um, them having their success. So, um, we're going to really need to tighten up the run game on the defensive side of the ball. Justin, you said a better mentality. I mean, it wasn't like guys had the wrong attitude, but. you just got to go out there and just be aggressive, man. Like, when the opportunity is there to make plays, you just got to go out and make them. And, um, you know, it's okay to, that you come out and you maybe get on your heels in the beginning, but you got to be able to shake back from that and um overcome adversity and uh, not fold. And I found in a lot of ways that we didn't fold. Um, but still, nonetheless, I think that we can come out stronger than we did.
2: Justin, there were a few times you guys were lined up in the right spot, which
3: um, yeah, they just um, they, they, they took some game plan notes from the Chargers game and used a little bit of tempo. Russell was using tempo to get to the line of scrimmage real quick to make us um, show what type of defense we're in. And then from there, he was making checks at the line um, to put themselves in the right place. So that was a good job by them. We're just going to have to change up the change up the looks better and be able to hold the skies better um, so that teams won't be able to ID what we're trying to do and be able to check into the right call. Were you
2: surprised y'all hadn't overcome that adversity given you've done it in the prior games?
3: Well, I mean, shoot, man. We have 15 at quarterback. You have Andy Reid as a head coach. And, you know, the players we have on this team, I never feel like we're out of the game. You know, I don't, I don't care what the odds are. I don't care what the score is. Um, it never feels like we're out of the game. We just got to, you know, bow up on defense, get the ball back in 15's hands. And, you know, most of the time he's going to make magic happen. But, you know, he's human too. All right. So
4: uh, basically what I said uh, yesterday evening that – um you know, that many turnovers, uh, that's a, that's a problem. Um, I, I take responsibility for it because of, uh, you know, all three phases we, you know, we struggled there at times, um, uh, didn't take advantage of opportunities, which we normally do. They took advantage of opportunities on our side with 17, uh, points off of, uh, the turnovers and, um, you just can't, you, you're not going to, it will function at a very high level in the National Football League and, and win games, uh, playing like that. So, um, it's my responsibility to get the team ready. And obviously, uh, you know, we, we, we weren't ready to play right there. I mean, I was, they did a better job than what we did. So that time's yours. Hey, Coach, uh, in, in your look back at the, the All-22, um, was the offensive
5: issue just as simple as the turnovers or or could there be a greater issue with, with separation for some of your
2: pass catchers? I know the trade deadline is coming up. I guess, you know, do you feel like you guys have enough in-house in, in, in that regard?
4: Well, I listen, I I do. Um, the uh, It was a combination of things. You know, it was one of those where we were kind of chasing whether it was – uh, starting with me with a, a play call, whether it was the play that was called was okay, but we had a br- breakdown in protection, whether the protection was good and the play was good. We, you know, receiver dropped the ball or we didn't make the right read, you know, from from our quarterback side and, uh, you know, and or we were running a wrong route. So it, it was one of everything. Uh So when I mentioned that last night about there were things that I hadn't seen before uh, from this from this group who I have a lot of trust in. Um, I I saw things that I hadn't seen before. So somewhere I, I didn't get that point across to, to the guys and, um, you know, and, and my coaches. So we've got, to, we've got to make sure we do a better job there.
5: And, Brad, I'll, I'll have a follow-up, if I could, too, please. Uh, Coach, I, I know, listen, you just stated that a lot of things obviously didn't go the way you wanted them to go. So I'm, when I ask this question, I'm not bringing it up as just, you know, this one play or anything, deciding the game. But MVS, when Pat on the fourth down threw it up to MVS, looked like that, you know, he was he was being held. And, and we see it all the time in, like, the Hail Mary situation where receivers will just be kind of mauled. When you're in the competition committee conversations, is there is there talk about that, that, like, hey, that's just how they're going to call it. They're not going to make a call on that, and we all got to live with it? Or is that, you know, being the offensive guy in the room, is that something that, uh, you know, you you bring up and has been discussed in the past?
4: Yeah, listen, I mean, we go through all that stuff. Um, you know, I, I, I would tell you, you look at Sky Moore, Sky Moore is going to take heat for dropping uh, the ball. Well, when you look at it on tape, uh, you see that his inside arm was dragged down you know so away from the ball so listen the officials are are human um they do a good job um uh, it's just you know sometimes it's hard to see everything you know that's a tough tough deal by angles and all that but uh, i would tell you the majority of the time they they do a good job with all that
5: all right, and then uh, just procedurally, uh, I know the punters have gotten better and better in the league, and so where you catch it has gotten further and further, you know, gotten closer and closer to the to the goal line. Would you, you know, do, are you okay with McColl catching, trying to make that catch at the five, or is that starting to get to a, an area where you'd rather see him just turn and let it go?
4: Yeah, listen, I think he mentioned it last last night. That, you know, he, he probably got a little greedy on that one, and uh, you're – Inside the 10, you just let that let that go.
1: Hey, Andy, um, end of the first half, you guys had a first and 10 in the red zone, and uh, that was the Mahomes strip sack play. You seemed pretty frustrated after that one. I just wondered if you could explain kind of looking at that play call what you guys were going for on that particular one.
4: Yeah, um, well, you know, obviously a completion, more of a down there against that defense, and we're going to say the same thing this week. So it's the same same defense. Is, you have bang bang calls and, and, uh, you, you've got uh, you got to get the ball out fast. And if, if that's not there or available, then, you know, you're going to hang on to it and try to make a play. Um, but that, you know, that, that was the call was, was one for a bang banger. It just, uh, didn't work out the way I wanted it's Let's
6: go next to Matt Derrick. Go ahead, Matt.
5: Hey, Coach, this is kind of a historical, philosophical question, but seems appropriate with you playing the Dolphins. And and they're doing a lot of things with Tyreek, with Jet Motion, that that you did with him. Um, I know, you know, Bill Walsh going back, hey, pre-snap motion's been part of the West Coast offense from the beginning. I know he told a story about Bob Trumpy lining up on the wrong side one day and when he w- switched over, you know, seeing the confusion it causes. But for you, how how did that pre snap motion, you know, motion and the jet sweep motion kind of evolve with you as kind of a eureka moment in the offense?
4: Yeah, so I know that story, but you know, from Bill Walsh, um, one of the things that you you're always trying to do is give your quarterback a tell, so you're not just going to motion to motion, uh, or shift to shift, or jet sweep to jet sweep, uh, motion it. So. Um, you know, you're doing it for, for a reason, uh, to try to give everybody, not only your quarterback, but everybody there, including the offensive line, an opportunity to see if, uh, there's an adjustment that takes place with it from, from the defense. So, uh, and, and, you know, you, you watch us. I mean, we, we motion almost every, every play. It's, uh, we've got something going on there. Um, whether it's just a short, little short motion or we're flinching a motion, uh, you see Trap do that where it looks like he's going to go on one side, comes back just off of one step. So, um, you know, it gives, it just gives you an idea of what the defense is really going to show you. Defense is disguised very well, Matt. And, uh, and so any pre-snap read that you can get, um, you know, should be able to help you.
0: Part two of my conversation with Isaiah Pacheco, courtesy of Little Caesars Pizza. Definitely hear that, and just the you know obviously you guys and talk about the running back room of uh, if you C E H, Jared McKinnon. Just what is it that keep you guys going? How do you guys support each other um, during the process and even during the week heading into a game?
6: Uh, I'll say uh, the proper preparation uh, prevents the poor performance. And that's something we have in, in the room. Uh, is five P's, and uh, as a unit, uh, that we got to stand on that and, 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 and consistently uh, uh, help one another out.
0: Definitely that. And you guys have a uh, very special game coming up, heading to Germany. Uh, I just want to know your thoughts on uh, playing a game, obviously in Germany, which is it's new territory. You know, uh, obviously for the NFL. What are your thoughts on just having to play that game and the travel and the process of
6: that? Oh Yeah, so I'm prepared to to get out there to Germany. Um, You know, it's going to be different, the time traveling. So uh, Chiefs, uh, we have a plan. And for us as players, uh, we got to stick to it uh, with Coach Reed and the the staff have for us uh, because it's a a little long trip for us. So, you know, just being uh, able to have a a routine and plan when we get there and – understanding uh, that the coaches wants what's best for us and, and trust the process.
0: Definitely. And Isaiah, before you go, I, I got to throw this out there. This was um, from a recent game you guys had against the Jets back in New Jersey, where you're from. Um, there was an interesting moment where you took a big hit and, um, you know, usually you always get right back up, but you decided to get back up and actually do some pushups. Keep just, <laughs> just give us uh, your, your mindset where that whole thing went down?
6: Uh yeah, so you know, just making sure that the defenders are not getting the best of me out there on the field. Cause when I'm when they're out there tackling me, they, they, they you know they they lay on you. They they're a little bit bigger than me. So some of the guys, uh, you know, try to you know take advantage of it. And for me, uh, you know, your heart's got to be big out there. So for me, uh, I did a little push ups for first down celebration, get the crowd going. You know, just gotta show them you love it. It was definitely a scene. It was awesome.
0: Um, Isaiah, thank you for your time, man. I really appreciate it.
6: Thank you. It was a pleasure.
0: Hey Mike, thank you for taking the time to speak with us today.
7: Miami's offense features elite playmakers from Tuatunga Bailoa. Jalen Waddle, Tyreek Hill, and Raheem Mostert. That trio of speedsters is what really gets things going for Miami's offense. In 2022, Jalen Waddle led the league in yards per reception. This year, it's Tyreek Hill leading the league in touchdowns and yards. Their speed and agility allows them to create separation with ease within seconds of the snap, meaning Tua Tagovailoa can make his read quickly and get the ball out before the pressure gets to him. That's something extremely important behind an offensive line that has already featured injuries to the left tackle, left guard, center, and right guard throughout the season. Raheem Mostert, Miami's lead back, leads the league in touchdowns this year as he has the ability to get to the outside, make a defender miss, or run over a would-be tackler if necessary. The success of those three makes things easier for depth pieces like Braxton Barrios, Cedric Wilson, Even the newly added Chase Claypool to get open, find holes in zones, and get the ball from Tuatunga Bailoa. Even backup running back Jeff Wilson, who's making his way back from injury himself, has seen some success, as he rushed for 4.6 yards per attempt last week against the New England Patriots defense, who are solid against the run. All of this, combined with the genius that is Mike McDaniel's offensive scheme, should create headaches for Steve Spagnuolo. Luckily for Kansas City, Tyreek Hill isn't a new challenge, as they had him for the first six years of his career. If anyone should know how to slow him down, it should be the Chiefs. Miami made arguably the two biggest splashes on defense this offseason. They hired Vic Fangio to be their defensive coordinator, replacing Josh Boyer, who left some things to be desired over the last few years. They also traded for Jalen Ramsey from the Rams, giving up very little in return, Ramsey pairs with Xavier and Howard. The two have yet to play together, but Ramsey made his debut last week, recorded an interception off of Mac Jones. Howard's been a pro bowler multiple times in his career in Miami and has the ability to make any quarterback's day a nightmare. They also have Javon Holland in the secondary, who's a budding superstar coming off a of concussion protocol, has the ability to make a play, in a moment's notice. In the front, they have Bradley Chubb, Jalen Phillips, Christian Wilkins, who are able to get after the quarterback, slow down the run, and cause havoc for opposing offensive coordinators. While both teams enter this game 6-2, and two, the Chiefs are coming off of one of their worst losses in recent history, losing to the Denver Broncos in Week 8. Those are the same Broncos that the Dolphins put up 70 points on earlier in the year. While the Chiefs may not have looked like themselves, it's still a group coached by one of the greatest coaches of all time and led by one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. It's tough to imagine them putting up two poor performances in a row. With that being said, this should be a close game that's decided by one, maybe two scores at most. I'm taking the Dolphins in this one to get their first win against a team with a winning record, strictly because they're getting out to Germany before Kansas City will. We've seen it time and time again when teams travel to Europe. That time change can make a difference, and getting used to it as soon as possible will help. So, give me the Dolphins in this one 30 to 27.
0: I want to take the time to thank everybody for tuning in to today's episode. Please follow us on X at The Chiefs Wire for your latest updates on news and everything going on with the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm Ed Easton Jr. Until next time.